Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. And Benjamin Holden. Just before we go into today's podcast, everybody, I've got an announcement for you. It is an announcement, isn't it, realistically? It we have, as of Friday, don't get too excited because this goes up on Thursday. As of Friday, we are officially <laughs> having 50% off the Muscle Marathon program on my coach. The reason we're doing this is because we have the London Marathon coming up. I say we as a collective because I'm assuming a lot of people who are listening are also doing the London Marathon. So if you hit the link below, use the code MARATHON50, you can get 50% off the program. It is such a good program because you're running and you're lifting and it's phenomenal. 12-week program. 12-week program. Indeed. And this episode is kindly sponsored by Fabletics Men. I'm also wearing a Fabletics top today, which is it's cute. That cute, cool. I think it's so cute. Oh, Ben just Carl complimented this before. It is cute. I will be telling you guys more about the off the current office this month during the podcast. Do you know, it looks it looks quite like. You know, you could wear it out, or you could kind of not like casual I, or like. I smart. wear it like smart casual. Yeah. Smart casual. What if if someone says, "Oh, what is the um, what are you wearing?" Oh, it's smart casual. You could turn up in that. Yeah, jeans, joggers, whatever you want. There you go. Look at me selling there, selling that. I'm not even part of it. Sorry, Shall I, can I can I tell you about my first yeah. thing now? It's really... So we were looking at things that kind of have been happening this week. And I think this one is a little bit wild. So me and Ben last night turned on the first episode of the Winter Love Island. And we turned it off within about 60 seconds. Yeah. We just, so for some reason, we just really weren't vibing with the whole intro. It just wasn't really us. But this is really interesting. So for the night series... There's more than just a new presenter. There's a major rule change. Contestants now won't have friends and family running their social media accounts. Instead, ITV has requested that they stay dormant. Dormant? Dormant. Dormant. Which means no more sharing of memes. You can't post anything. Why? So it's essentially the social media accounts are like locked or like so you can't. You grow can't them. Yeah. So you can't grow your social media That's following. So weird though, because I thought. ITV took a percentage of everything they make. They did. But since 2019, and following the deaths of previous contestants, Mike and Sophie, bosses have ordered Islanders a minimum of eight therapy sessions after the time of the show and no social media growth. And I think it's to do with the death threats, the trolling, the hate that the, the friends and family running the accounts were getting. And then post-show... When they left Love Island, they come out to like 3 million followers. But mm-hmm. I was honestly thinking, they're going to get half the amount of applicants. There's no way that people only apply for Love Island for love. They do it for fame. Of course you do. So I just, I thought I was a bit like, like well, I it's think like, it's great. It's like that lottery thing, isn't it? There's like people just who accumulate wealth all of a sudden overnight end up bankrupt. We've spoke about this before. The same when people like get any form of success, just supercharged out of nowhere. It It doesn't. It doesn't last, and there's also things that come along with that, that through the experience of building that physical, tangible thing, you would have learned as mm. part of this, this physical toolbox that you don't, because you're just a fucking hairdresser from Essex or wherever, and then all of a sudden, you're now... Five million followers yeah, exactly. Is it? Yeah, isn't it absolutely wild, though? Because it was saying some of the contestants who come out of the show get offered deals up to a million pound when they come out and it's it is like winning the lottery and they don't really know what to do with it and then all of a sudden you can just dry up completely and hit, then hit rock bottom and then now your mental health is terrible no one wants fucking anything to do with you you yeah. used to be like the dog's bollocks and now you wouldn't get paid a pot to piss in so 
I mean, some of the contestants have come out and said they wish they had this at the time. But I'm also thinking you're saying Bull that fucking shit. You're saying that with your Bullshit. now million million pound deals with your million followers. Are you just saying that to kind of look like the better person? Yeah, of course they are. They're trying to be like the uh, what's it called, the white. White Knight, that's it. White Knight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting, but it, it might make the show a little bit better regarding um, actual yeah, it, genuine it, it, something connection. Something has happened. People, people are just being used as pawns and then leveraged, and then no one gives a shit about mm -hmm. how they were treated afterwards, the mental health, follow-up yeah. procedures, anything like that. I think they've got similar things to do with the lot lottery now as well, where um, I think they get some kind of guidance and different things offered to them in terms of services so that, their mental health's in a good place or advised, like, don't spend this amount of money too quickly, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's brilliant. Because yeah. you, you can imagine if you won the lottery, say you won, like, four or five mil, I think people would just go and, like, buy houses, yachts, helicopters. What else can you buy? Jets. It's you like, just would... Uh, you just wouldn't... Anyone who's like, who's like that, who's got, like, an addictive personality as well, perfect example, Dan Bilzerian. He had a, is that the one who just has a lot of girls around him all the time? So he's actually got a sex addiction as well. Has he come out and said that? Yeah. He spoke, spoke about it quite a lot. He spoke about With it all those young well. girls. So he's got a sex addiction. Yeah. Mm. And obviously a lot of money. So money just enhances things that you've already got. So obviously he has all this money. It gives him more status. means more girls want to be around him. And he actually said it just became uh, shit. Because it's not like a porn addiction where someone... Bash, bash, is it Terry Crew? Bashes one Terry out, Cruz. yeah, yeah. And then it's like that. He he has all these girls around him and he was wasting loads of time. He was interacting with all these other other females um, and the addiction was just like taken away from his life. Oh, that's sad. I mean, I'm sure there's... Some there's obviously worse, probably worse things, worse things to be addicted yeah. to. But um, that's just the, the case of how money can cause. Like if you're someone who's got these things going already, it's just going to heighten those things in your life. Mm. That, sorry, I just really wanted to share that first. No, yeah, I, I, think, I, think very, it, I think it's definitely It's only a good thing. just come out in like the news. Because people were already talking about it on Instagram, like the people who were on the show. But then they've only just came out with a news article. And I was like, hmm, I bet you people who go on that series like, fuck, it's been absolutely yeah. duped. I mean, I'm not going to watch it this year, I don't think. I was really put off the whole, the first, whatever they did, the first two minutes to introduce the show. I was like, I'm, I'm confused. The whole thing just looks not great. I also just don't want to watch it. It's weird. It's, I think it's weird because as well, Love Island in the winter, I can't vibe with it. Yeah, it's in South Africa this year instead of Mallorca, isn't it? I, I mean, I think they've obviously done, they'll do two. They'll do this one, they'll oh, yeah, do the yeah. summer one because ITV will make so much money. Why would you not? Yeah. They're obviously going to do it. But yeah, we're just not, we're not going to watch this year's Love Island in the winter. But comment on the YouTube or the Spotify. Comment on Spotify if you are watching it. Lucy, just quickly, as mm. someone who gets like quite a lot of hate comments on on Insta. Do you think yeah. if you went from like being literally like just a girl who swims to the next day having half a million followers and the amount of hate comments that come with that, how do you think you would have dealt with that mentally? I don't think I would, Cal, because to be honest, I'm not very good at dealing with it mentally anyway. Like as I am and a very strong, independent woman and sometimes I have days where, I, like I cried last week. Was it last week? I nearly cried on the podcast because of a comment I received. Yeah. I honestly don't know how I would cope or how anyone copes with it because they're not just... Yeah, so throwing death threats and things like that. I personally never had a death threat. But these people are commenting on you. They are hating on your face, your body, your personality, how you laugh, how you do anything. It's That's horrible. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have coped, Cal. There's your answer. You, <laughs> Would have been in therapy weekly. 
you gradually like increased your followers like a thousand here, yeah. a thousand there. So you, it's, it's, you slowly got used to it as opposed to going in nobody and then out the next day to half a million. Yeah, I also knew I, I had chose to kind of go into the fitness industry and then wanted to build my following in it. So the aim was to still be reaching more people. So I knew what I was doing. I didn't just suddenly get landed with like a million followers, which I just think would be, you know what? You can't envision it. We know people anyway in the industry who have got like a million, two million followers. I had conversations with them and said, I never planned this to happen and I actually don't want this. Yeah. Because there's 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 obviously baggage that comes with it. And you've got to think about the other side of things as well. That Yeah, some people are making large financial gains, but that's not the only thing that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. We also had another... A friend or acquaintance who we knew who actually ended up deleting their l- very large Instagram account and Did then we? went, went, yeah, yeah, I'm not naming names, and then yeah. went back to doing uh, a job, I think, that, or uh, some kind of education that they were doing previously. Yes, we do know. Because of it. Mm-hmm. So th- there's that other, other side of it as well. The thing that I always try to think is, and it's hard to do, think about that person who's making that comment. Like, where where are they in their life? What are they doing? Is it just a bot account? Because you most of the time, I think using it's not empathy, is it? Yeah, not empathy. What's the other one? Empathizing, sympathizing. One of them. I can't remember which one it is because one means like you've had experience. When of you it, have empathy towards someone else, it's like kind of you you feel for them. I'm sure there's another word which I'm missing. There's different to empathize. Sim, sympathize. Maybe I can't remember what it is. Anyway, we'll move on. We're, we're getting we're, we're, case, we're, <laughs> we're, we're looking chasing, at synonyms. We're chasing, we're chasing <laughs> tales, and when you when you do that, you can see that where that comments come from is reflects nothing on you as a person, nothing on you as an individual. I think Goggins were talking about with Chris the other day, um, how he was about to sue sue some guy actually. Yeah, and then he didn't end up doing that because he actually saw where the guy was coming from. He was creating all this hate, and he was like, I actually feel a bit sorry for him, so I don't want to sue him because he's already got a shit life. Yeah. And that helps you kind of move past that because you know it's nothing really to do with you. It's all to do with them. Yeah, he wasn't just suing them for hate comments, though. He was. It was no, because no. this guy had said that Goggins had never served in yeah. the... For, which obviously, it's, it's yeah, a more just extreme very example. Anyway, mm. this is fucking so weird. Oh, is this like a, is this like a current, yeah, current so world thing? It's, it's just it's something that is, is rising more and more. And I think because people... Uh, there's a rise of eating disorders, binge eating, that kind of thing. Does this... Wait. We've got the same article up. Really? Yeah. Who's it about? In the office. What office? No. I know. <laughs> so this this guy is... There's this, there's this rise, basically, in mainly YouTubers or people online who are literally dying for clicks. So there's like gluttonous social media stars who are becoming like really rich from just bingy thing in front of their audiences. There's a, there's a guy called Nicholas Avocado. I think it's like his YouTube channel. He's got millions of followers. I was going to say, that is, that he, is a very he, good he, last he's, name. He's making vast wealth off it. Off it. Basically, there's this image. I'll get Carl to flash it up of what he used to look like and what he looks like now. He basically has to use like breathing apparatus. That's, that's what he used to look like. Yeah. yeah? That's what is it now? Just because he's been making money off eating in front of people, like just eats stupid amounts of food. Like if you YouTube him, it's fucking crazy the amount of food that he's he's sitting there eating. So basically, just making money off being gluttonous and fat. 
It's so weird when you go back and look at his videos as well. I just can't get on board with it. But anyway, there's there's literally in, there's literally influencers dying because of it. Dad, what do you mean? So a TikToker um, died last week. Uh, I think his name was Waffler69. Because they ate too much food. I don't know what the cause it was. I think it was a heart attack, which obviously falls in the, the realms of like cardiac disease and cardiac arrest and stuff. And he was eating loads and loads of different foods, but he was also eating things which were like 30 years out of date. And he, that's him, eating mad shit. So people are basically dying from it. Uh, and we've got like this culture of people who are, it kind of like um, man versus food. Obviously, like everyone loved the show. As human beings, we're socially so socially connected by food. So obviously, loads of people are going to be watching these things. But it's it, it's also doing things like glamorizing, binge eating. Uh, people are not going to entertaining people who are already not emotionally stable and going to have long term effects. Like this guy, I think his actual name is Nicholas Perry. He's got like vast mental health issues now moving forward as well so although he's got like all this money and he's eating tons online there's obviously going to be health implications there because you were just making money off being fat and glorifying binge eating and being severely overweight there is no amount of money that should put your health at risk but that's what i mean so at some point i think people are gonna have a guilty conscience because it's like where i think the way that you make money says a lot about you and also is going to have a big impact on your mental health because if you do it via means which you know ethically or morally aren't correct that's why i think the same with porn stars and only fans at some point later in the life and i know i've seen porn stars who jumped on podcasts and they're trying to reinvent the wheel or reinvent themselves they spent years getting slammed and making money and now they're coming away from it. they want to build a family they want to have kids and it's like that reputation that they've built and built money on is now surrounding them and they can't get rid of it. Well, you're, you've 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 literally put yourself on the yeah, internet. Yeah, you've, paint, you've painted yourself with the blood of the devil, and now you can't rub it off. I just think being—it's kind of glamorizing any eating disorder because binge eating and eating that amount of food is still classed as an eating disorder or disorderly eating. So they're glamorizing it because they're making money off it. You would not get the other side of the spectrum. For example, something with anorexia for for give that one as an example where people would make money off off that mm-hmm. unless you're going back like 10 years when all the models were like size zero but that to me just seems absolutely wild this it honestly really annoys me like there's really 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 overweight people who are, who are glory it's not even about body positivity or any of that stuff it's literally just glorifying binge eating overeating and being obese and there was this um, thing, mental health experts fear that videos glorifying binge eating and disordered eating practice in which a person loses control and eats with abandon. The 2020 analysis of mukbang, which is a big thing, like the trend, uh, study said, since individuals eat with their eyes, seeing someone binging on these unhealthy foods could trigger a response in the viewers because it might cause viewers perceive binging as a normal behavior. And it's obviously having... Uh, at the moment, we've got vast rates of obesity rates. I think America, where a lot of these real, I, real I stars influence, like it's like forty-five percent or something. The UK is like twenty-five percent of the, the population is obese. Like, how are people looking up to these as, as role models? Like, these people have millions of followers, and it's just giving social confirmation that oh, it's good entertaining, and people are making good money from being fat and just eating a shitload of crap. 
So it says here, obesity rates in the UK are higher in men. 68% of men are obese or overweight compared to 60% of women. Moreover, 29% of men and 27% of women are considered obese. So when you do have people glorifying eating that quantity of food, I just think it's also just like a really big kick in the face to like the whole health See, I was industry. Wa- I was watching this, this dude anyway, this morning, going back to his old videos. And even the way that he presents himself before like, he went through this transition of eating loads and making money off it and becoming severely overweight. His whole personality was a lot more calculated. He was better speaking. He articulated himself better. He, he seemed a lot more like, quote unquote, a, a, a normal kind of guy. Now he's just really erratic and strange and weird in his videos. And this is the impact that I think the quick growth, becoming severely overweight ha- has really had on him. And I think... Also, the platforms need to get a grip on these these kind of people as well. Mm. Not just the people who went through that stage of like that pro anorexia shit as well, where people like in groups supporting each other like with anorexia and skinniness and uh, abusing each other to try and stay yeah. in shape. We've got stuff like this as well, where people are glorifying being overweight and also making a shit ton of money from it. So it's just more social confirmation that if I do this, I like imagine some kids looking at that. Especially people want money or whatever, and they're just going to jump online, eat a load of food, become obese, really suffer in terms of potential risks of diabetes, cardiac arrest, any type of cardiac disease. But fuck it, because I'm making a load of money and living a great lifestyle doing it, and I don't care to look far enough in the future to do anything about it. It just goes down to people's morals at the end of the day, doesn't it? it does. He clearly has no morals. Well, I think part of the problem as well is that YouTube also make 30% of everything. Yeah, of course. So he's got 3 million followers on YouTube. He's making like tens of thousands of dollars a month. And YouTube are making four or 5,000 off someone potentially just killing themselves. Like if it was a child, it'd be child abuse, right? Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, and apparently he's bought like, he's just bought a new penthouse in Vegas. Um, He's making, and the apartment's like 2.3 million. So he's obviously making a shit ton of money from, from doing it and there's demand there for it because we saw the stuff from like man versus food where everyone was creaming off that and it's it's, it's entertaining but at the end of the day at what cost like where where's this guy going to be in 10 years time if here at all he's either going to be dead six feet under or he's going to be severely depressed and have real bad mental health issues it's not it's not normal behavior god i just can't even fucking imagine this happening like 10 years ago like just what it, these type of things just like slowly creep up on society and things and i just get worried about like where we're going to be in another 10 years time i was just checking here so when you go onto youtube when you upload a video i'm just going to show you off on you have to have ad suitability and you always take different things so you've got like inappropriate language adult content so sexual behavior blah 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 um, violence, shocking content, harmful or dangerous acts, recreational drugs, enabling dishonest behavior, and it goes on and on and on. Surely this is enabling dishonest behavior, harmful or dangerous acts, and when you click those, you can't monetize your videos. Yeah. So I don't actually know. I have to put on mine because I swear in my videos, I have to put abbreviated or sense, censors words because sometimes I just say like fuck or shit yeah. and they're in there. So I have to tick that box. He is obviously just not doing that. And YouTube obviously probably don't care. Or they do care or he's just getting away with it. Or they don't think it's harmful to the consumer. Sorry, I was just testing that with a video. I'm absolutely not going to upload. Do you know the point though that you start, you start having to live with a, a breathing apparatus on you though? Surely that's a sign to say like, 
this is life slapping around the face. I need to shape up mm. or fuck off because I'm just not doing something. It's super dangerous. It's super da- dangerous. And it's also just really, um, I don't know what the word is, but you have no awareness or, or respect for anyone who's watching the videos because people who are consuming that sort of content, content, it's so dangerous. Could I... The, I thought we were going to get going on to the same topic, but we absolutely weren't. But this is still to do with food. And the title of this whole, it's an article on the BBC that's only just come out. And the title is, Keep Cake Away From Office Suggests Food Watchdog Head. And I read into it, I was like, that sounds really weird. You know, it's like people's birthdays or you're celebrating something and people bring in like cakes and treats and things like that there's basically this thing that's gone out where the food standard agency wants to stop people bringing it into the office or work colleagues want other people to stop bringing cake into the office if they're dieting because they can't help themselves but eat it and the gp dr helen she works the bbc she basically said this is kind of what i was thinking as well and i do understand how hard it is but she said People need to take responsibility for their own health. She says, if someone's got a cake next to you, you don't have to eat it. So you've got work colleagues who are dieting saying, stop bringing cake in for people's birthdays because I can't help but eat it. But then surely it comes down to your own self-control. Don't stop people from doing what they want to do in work. Well, that's what I mean. So you've got, because if they've got an article, loads of people have come together and said, we want to stop people bringing in cake, biscuits, sweets, chocolate on people's birthdays because we can't not eat it and we're dieting or we want to lose weight X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, you can't control, as you said, what someone else does, but just don't eat it. I think as humans, we need more self-control. You can't blame someone else for bringing birthday cake in on their birthday and you don't want to eat it, but you eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just about self-control. I don't think that's ever going to go anywhere. Like, who's who would ever monitor that? Who's ever going to monitor that? Who's going to supply the funding for it? Food, nev- stan- food standard no, agencies. No chance. I don't no, know. Zero chance. I just wanted to bring that one up because I thought it was really just a weird thing in terms of, like, humans as a society. We just have no self-control. Did you guys hear it's a similar one, but how... Um, uh, a university, Oxford University, banned clapping because people were too sensitive to sounds. Yeah. God, Jesus Christ, we just live in the most fucking weird yeah. world ever, don't we? Yeah. They said what is going clapping, on? They wanted jazz hands, so this instead of clapping. What was that thing that uh, different tangent again? That Nick we had on Nick Butterrum, which was happening in Japan or China when they were clapping. They, they do, clap. didn't they do that? No, that was North Korea. North Korea. So yeah. they clap like like ten thousand people go clap 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 clap, and that's it. No, no, it was like they were holding something to make it louder. Ooh, I'm not sure. It was like steel something. And it was on demand. Oh, Brain. the tambourines. I don't think it was that loose. <laughs> it was. It was the tambourines. Tambourines? Yeah. Well, on the... um. That, if you were the kid who got the tambourines, that was me because I wasn't musical. You're just really not doing well. Or the fucking triangle. Triangle. Oh my shit, God, yeah. if you got the triangle, that's me and Meg. We just weren't musical, you know. We played guitar, but we were all yeah, given no, the fucking tone triangle. Deaf. Yeah, that means I can't sing. I actually am tone deaf, you know, though. I don't I know, know why. I had, like, solos when I was younger, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I must have sounded like a horse. <sighs> Kyle, I'll show you some of our solos when I was in the school play. 
I could sing them right now because I can remember them because it was that. I used to be. In, I actually used to be in the school choir. <laughs> Where we all? I was so, we were I, all in the school choir. No, I was in like the after club school <laughs> choir as well. Well, yeah. That's cool, Cal. I would, I would have definitely wiped my nutsack on your drum set. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, did you, sorry, did you have to do a recorder? We had, to, we had recorder nah, exams. If you got the recorder, you were wanky as anything. No, no, we had no, 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 no. You had to play recorder. I had recorder too. Did story. you? Cal's wanky as well. Then, yeah. If you didn't do recorder in school, like your school's a bit weird. Everyone learned how to do twink. <laughs> we, we all had the um. The electric keyboards. The electric keyboards, yeah. He used to put on like the little noises, like the bat. Uh, yeah. What, what were the we noises? We used to have this music <laughs> teacher and he would go batshit crazy. He'd just like be trying to shout the classroom down, shut up, and it'd be a game to be like who could press the button last before like the, the lesson starts again. And you could just see every time another key was hit, the tension built, the anxiety in his eyes built up, and he was just fucking ready to explode. He was just on the edge, literally on the edge of his life. I really disliked music we had those keyboards and you had the dj button and we yeah dj went dj dj like tim westwood just, just yeah. hammering away at it they were class to be fair oh my god there's no chance to have them in school anymore guitar's good but apart from that i wish not musical hello viewers i interrupt this week's episode to kindly thank our sponsors which is fabletics men and tell you a little bit more about the current offers they have running for january especially if you're back in the gym Maybe I haven't got enough gym gear to be able to lift and run. So there's some exclusive offers at the moment. And for you ladies, if you want to get your your gents some good gym kit, which is minimal and cost-effective. So currently, there's a couple of offers running for Fablex Men. You can grab two pairs of shorts for £24. You can grab a, a pair of trousers, which includes joggers, um, sweats for £24. And there is also 70% off everything. Like I mentioned, this very snazzy, what do you call it, a polo neck? Polo neck waffle, I think, was um, definitely under £30, which I wear for cash and small. The Fabletics seem to be coming out with more sort of out or after gym wear as well, which is really, really cool. So you'll be able to jump on that and dive onto the link that is in the YouTube or the Spotify or Apple, wherever you're watching, to jump into Fabletics. When you do, if you can also on there, there'll be a little quiz of where you found out about Fabletics, if you can just pop my coach Benji in there, I think there might be an option or a drop down. That'd be super cool. And enjoy the rest of the podcast. On bodies, this week, dad bods. Oh, is that the whole? All right, okay. We're no, well, obviously, right I went out the other day with Cal and I did some actual market research, went onto the streets of Chester asking women what they preferred. Uh, dad bods, and we then compared it to a leaner body type, such as maybe the kind of bodies you'd see in men's health, and we're asking women's preference on what they preferred on dudes i already know what your preference is because we spoke to you about it but what just for the <laughs> listeners what was your well pull these two images up again if we can call for the youtube channel of the two bodies so body type one dad bod body type two lean bod what was your preference and why my preference was the second body who was this muscular person mm-hmm. on because they weren't necessarily really lean they were just super muscular they were in, on the standard of of the majority yes, of people, okay. they were very lean. I did go with choice number two because if I see a physique like that, I believe you've got a lot of dedication and you're really looking after yourself. And that's how Ben looks. <laughs> and I'm also attracted to Ben, so it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. for me. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna release the results of the actual verdict of the general public that we interviewed because i'll leave that to the youtube video which you can pop over, pop over and look at but 
a couple of things just on that. So there was a study done by, I think there's two studies done on dad bods. One was done by dating.com where they, they asked 2,000 participants and 75% of the females in that study preferred the dad bod. Only 15% preferred the, the leaner, more chiseled look. Uh, and the kind of reasons that they were given is because that body's just as capable. That bod puts family first. It's mostly healthy. It's sexy. And it's more realistic and familiar to those to those women who answered. I think I was looking into this as well for maybe the underlying reasons of why. And one of the, the reasons I, look at, I was looking at, and this was the conversation that we had on the podcast a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Sex differences in what men and women find attractive in an opposite sex partner have consistently shown that men have a preference for physically attractive women, with women showing a preference to men with wealth, power, and earning potential. So, furthermore, women, more than men, have been found to settle for partners lower in terms of physical unattractiveness, provided they possess earning potential or wealth. So this potentially explains maybe why women don't care as much for the body and they prefer that dad bod, and men, obviously, because they favor attractiveness of a female, may even favor the, their own attractiveness mm-hmm. and value their own attractiveness and what their body looks like higher than the actual values of what women have been reported to prefer. That was kind of the thing I was looking into the, the YouTube video and trying to figure out what if, if so many men like have this idealism of what like a man should look like of muscular and we have these statues in, in Greece of these militant men or gods among men. Hercules. Yeah, and we see it in men's fitness. Then if women prefer, I know it's not all about doing things to impress the opposite sex, but if we're taking that as the value of women, why are, why are men so fixated on their own body as well? I know because I've, I've definitely been there as well. Do you know all the weird comments that you said there that kind of bugs me a little bit? How the dad bod supposedly yeah. are like more family orientated. How is that it's, even it's a not, statistic? It's not, it's, not, it's not a statistic. It's saying what women, when they see the dad bod, that's what they uh, kind of correlate or associate with that type of body because it would be thought that, okay, maybe this, this man who doesn't spend uh, a load of time in the gym and uh, really looking after himself, maybe that guy, kind of guy spends more time with his family and doing things at home mm. rather than the guy who's maybe in the gym all the time. Okay, I can understand that. But I also appreciate if you're looking after your own health and fitness and longevity of your life and your health, your health, you are a healthy individual all around cognitively. You feel better. You're training, you're running, you could be doing whatever you're going to, you're going to really be a good dad. That's my perspective. Maybe it's because I'm into sports so much. I think when you take the extreme with anything, it's never good for you. So the the thing that happens is with these people and men. And again, I've been in down those realms before, Especially with bodybuilders who take it to the ridiculous where they look like a... A prune. A, a prune. A date. Yeah, and they're just inflated to death. We don't like they're, that. They're, it then affects their mental health. They come too hyper-focused on that. They forget about all the other things in life. Nothing else matters apart from being big. It affects the physical jacked. health too. Yeah, and it affects the physical health. And they forget about these other things that are valuable in life as well. And that's why I think it's sometimes potentially associated, associated with that as well. You could say, just another flip on the spectrum, the more say like dad bod maybe he's in the office until 10 p.m 
How do we know that the dad bod isn't in the office until 10 it's p.m. Not, working? It's, it's not stats, Lucy. It's just no, what I know it's not stats. I'm just with that type of body. Well, so those people associate dad bod wearing a suit. Dad bod in suit could be in office from six till 10 p.m. Not even seeing his kids at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas my dad, you. Trained. I'm not your fucking dad. No, sorry, anyway. kid, dad to the that child. That was one of the questions I had to answer, by the way, when we went for the registry office last week for the wedding. What are, was you, are you related to Lucy Davis in any way? I, yeah. looked, <laughs> I had to, to, I had to stop for 10 seconds and think about it. I was like, I said to her, I fucking hope not. I laughed and I was just like, no. I was like, oh, imagine. Um, but you never know. Like, she, she, also, sort of... she also asked me, can't. the exact date that you get married on. And I had to admit, you didn't I know it. This is why she said to me, who knows the timings and the dates of the wedding? And I said, Ben, leave the room. Like, yeah. I just know the dates. Anyway, I mean, it's not. It's a factor that you could consider, isn't it? I think the other thing, me, uh, me and Carl were talking about this the other day, and you're looking at like a real subtract of like a pool of men. You look at like the, the, the wealthiest men in the world, Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, the guy who owns Zora, whoever else is up there. Mm. None of them are in, like, mega shape, are they? And, and again, like, they're the... Jeff Bezos is. Jesse in him. He, is, he has got more so now. But I think what a lot of people maybe kind of correlate is that men who look after themselves are also looking after themselves in the other areas of life and they're mm. super wealthy, which, again, there's 100% men like that. But also, at the same time, they're, they're kind of hyper elite of that subcategory, like the ones we just named and mentioned aren't in unbelievable shape. I also, or just on the whole point, just thinking about if when we have a baby, yeah, my body's going to change drastically. Can't mm-hmm. wait for it. I'm well excited to see the whole pregnancy process. It's going to be different after. Your body might change. I, fi- I find women's bodies really attractive when they're pregnant. I haven't been pregnant, Ben, no, yet, I so I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Just, I'm, not, I kinda, <laughs> I'm not fucking blind to the rest of the female race, you know? No, because people glow when they're pregnant. I'm going to be like a like a light bulb. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put on, I don't know, bits, bits, I'd just be like, great times. I, I will probably so look different. What you are trying to do is be like, Ben, please be fat whilst I'm pregnant. No. That makes me feel no, no, better. No. I'm, I'm talking about when the, when the baby's born. If you kind of just like didn't train as much or if I didn't train as much and it's just what it is and you are, it is family life, maybe you would have a slightly different perspective. It's probably hard us in it thinking, this is what we do and then you actually have a kid and then, well, I mean, at the moment we are building a home gym by, by, <laughs> so the baby yeah, can be by, there. <laughs> by, the, by the way, like the, I think, I didn't think I had it here. I did have it here somewhere. Like the definition of a dad bod is basically someone who is is kind of muscular but like covered in a, a bit of a layer of fat as well. It's not dad bod as in like, nothing it's, not like so, it's not like Homer Simpson. It's literally a guy who, who looks like he trains, works out a little bit but he's not to the extreme of like being super lean and stuff. Um, and oh, it's, I think it's, that's, yeah. It, it's, it's also right. not... What was the guy called, Carl, from fucking Aquaman? Jason... Momoa. Momoa. He's also in Game of Thrones. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, I can't say his name for shit. <laughs> but he literally, he is an Adonis. He is jacked to fuck. I mean, there's a couple of pictures where... Have you seen him in Game of Thrones? Yeah, but there's a couple of pictures where anyone would look a little bit chunky or out of shape. If you took the wrong image of me, I could look a bit chunky and out of shape. He is literally... I would sleep with him. Look at him. Are those tattoos real? He looks like a real wife. No, I don't think so. Yeah, half of them are. I think he's got like oh, really? half a sleeve. But okay. then they the rest of it. Yeah. But get, he, get away that's from not, Game of that's Thrones. not the definition of a dad bod. Like, he, like, literally, in some of the images, he just looks like off-season bodybuilder. Look at that dark eyeliner. All right, fucking hell. I'm sitting here. 
You said how retractive Cal- he was. Pop on, pop on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah. Tad. But that's what I kind of meant. It's hard, probably harder for us to say from this perspective when we're very it's into. It's not our... though, because you can still have an opinion. You don't have to have lived experience to 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 have an opinion on things. And that's why I went out and asked people, general public, mm. women of all different ages, what their preferences were. And again, if you want to see that, the YouTube's going to be up this week. Look at you there being all plug, snide, plug. plugging your YouTube. I had a question about kids. Actually, I didn't ask the question. This was actually from somebody who wanted to ask their question on the podcast. And it's actually something I have never thought about. And it's a bit of a kind of shot in the dark question. Have you thought about how you... Sausage in an alley. Who? (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's like shot in the dark. Sausage in an alley. Is that like penis in a vagina? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it means? Thank you, Cal. Have you... Why are you asking what it means? You knew what it meant because you said it. Yeah, but I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> Could it... Why is it sausage in an alley, though? That's, That's just not forget okay. about it. Come on. Okay. Chip batch. Have you thought about how you would protect your future kids' relationship with food? No, oh, can you say that again? Because I'm just thinking about sausages. Sorry, that was a very serious question Say that as well, again. I'm, I'm, I'm going into serious mode. You'll now. have to leave. Go on, go. You'll have to walk out the Sorry, room and calm I'm down. I'm listening. Have you thought... Now I can't concentrate. Come on. <laughs> have you thought about how you would protect your future kids' relationship with food? Interesting question so, I've never thought about. I think two, two really important things, like we just spoke about, is obviously one, a positive role model. Yeah. And you, we're supposed to put your hand up as well. But you can have role models around you. So, for example, that um, fat dude... Um, what's his name Sutton Avocado YouTube sensation you, you can use people like that as like I, I don't want to look like that I don't want to be like that I, mm. I, I don't want to to look feel that way I don't want to act that way I want to hold better morals and values I want to act as a better person and, and you can use it as a thing of that's how I don't want to end up so role models and obviously the mum and dads are going to be the, the key figure in that I think what you bring into the home will have a level of impact on, on the kids. I think obviously you're, as the parent, literally responsible for what they're eating because choice when you're really young age is taken away from you. You don't, mm-hmm. ha- you don't have choice, which I think is why when we had Matt on with the discussion around obese kids, he was comparing it to like, well, I think it's just as bad as people who malnutrition kids because mm-hmm. you're literally responsible for that child and what's going on in their body. I mean, I don't know that argument's completely valid, but I think we, we have a responsibility to what is going on out of their mouths at such a young age. I think having or giving them a level of education, and this is part of the problem, is that I was listening to a, to, to, to someone behind me in the, the queue at Aldi yesterday, and I think I... What's the word I'm looking for? I think my assumptions of, like, maybe all of the general public and where their level of knowledge is on just food in general is too high mm. because you can listen to some people and I'm like, fucking Ali really just are really miseducated or don't have a clue or been listening to the wrong people. So I think straight away, educating yourself as a parent on just even the basics of food and what's good for you and children is really important. I think that's why people like Joe Wicks are great who's doing like the basic job of educating parents and that demographic. But how would you protect our kids? 
was the question. That's part of it. It's, it's trying Education. to it's trying to better educate them. Obviously, like what they're looking at online is a big a big thing. I think also not not completely alienating them. Like if you if you cut everything away from it, it's like that analogy yeah. analogy yeah. I've given before. That kid down the road, uh, Bobby, is really bad. I don't want you hanging out with him anymore. The first thing he's going to do, your kid's going to do, is go and play out with that kid again. Because mm-hmm. when you restrict someone, then the first thing they do is probably rebel back. And I think if you're all that type of parent who really cuts them, everyone off from society and you never let them have any kind of little outs of anything, they're just going to bounce back from it. And when they first get any kind of freedom, they're going to want to eat all kinds of shit. So I think having a bit of balance is, is important there. I think probably restricting some of the things that and the shit that they're watching online is a is a massive thing. So social influence. I think you set a good example of the food that you're having and potentially even just ma- making smaller portions of what you're having as an adult and giving that to a kid is important. But I mean, I didn't have a, a, a great level of education from my mum and dad because... You were, quite, da- you were fussy, my, weren't my, you? My dad's, only just, my dad's so anal about calories now, by the way. <laughs> After years of telling me I'm a knobhead. He's really aiming about calories and only just started learning about them. So he had no level of education, so he had nothing to pass on to me. It was only because I had a general interest in it that I went on and into that. But yeah, I, th- I mean, it's, it's a hell of a difficult job. It's not easy by any means, but I think there are some of the things that I'll probably try and do. And there's still a lot of things I think I'll have to learn to be a better uh, better guidance. Father figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything you said there, I was also literally thinking... It's. It, I think it's just sharing with them that balance is really important, but it's also just everything in moderation. So you wouldn't have 20 bananas and you wouldn't have 20 bars of chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's trying to explain to them in the easiest way possible, everything in moderation. But as you said, it's environmental. If they're growing up with parents who are also like well-balanced, nutritious, everything in moderation, you bring up in that environment. Like we, Like I think me and Meg... Like just we had everything mum and dad had. Well, if you're obese, just in smaller. More like that, your kid's gonna be obese because they're gonna from social learning. Yeah, but then also how much food they're consuming. The other thing, that, the other thing that will always play a factor, which is really difficult, is poverty. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, absolutely plays a huge factor in it, and we did discuss that quite heavily on another podcast because it is something that's really hard. You've got McDonald's, which is like ninety nine p for what did you went there the other day to get like a wrap or something but and the price it was just so cheap wasn't it that's so, one of the good things that they're doing obviously the wraps oh like, the wraps are delicious like those, i think the wraps are always on the offers now for like 90p or 99p which is great it's good that though it's and it, yeah and it's more so the how much food you're actually having and looking at what they're looking at on social media because god forbid the tiktok the tiktok wow you already sound like a mum. the tick get your kid off the tiktok no um I would be really cautious of what my kids are watching and who they're kind of like following because we've been through it. Role models. And if they went into sport, like competitive sport, for example, say like we were, we did quite a lot of competitive sport, I would be really clued in on what the fucking coaches are saying to mm-hmm. them and what like just that kind of area of it because that could also be quite detrimental depending on what sport they're in. Guys, just quickly, do you think that potentially, given like your both quite open history with like eating disorders, that that might be something you want to look out for in a child as well? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's. I think um, we spoke about red flags before and eating disorders, and it's something that's. It's it's probably now you've brought it up. Again, something that n- hardly en- we had a a conversation at a party once with a parent that was concerned about their child, and they. They only really started noticing the red flags at like the last, last minute. I think the more, again, it comes down to education, the more that parents maybe are 
aware of these flags, especially for children at the moment, because eating disorders are on the rise faster than ever before. This bullshit that can just spread like wildfire across platforms like TikTok, which just feed the algorithms, especially if you're searching for it. So I, I think looking out for red flags is a, is a big one. We've discussed some of these on a previous podcast before, especially the kids are starting to wear like baggy, really baggy clothes, are starting to be like lo- really low energy levels, obviously like really quick sudden weight loss looking at what content they're putting online self-harming is another, another big one as well and also like eating in private eating sneaking private, off yeah. to your room or going to the bathroom straight after you've eaten not, yeah not eating with family yeah not eating with family just being really secretive um taking your plate over to get like more sauce but they're actually going to the bin mm-hmm. there's like really i mean they're just examples but they're just like a few things that you would look out for in a young kid yeah another big thing that's having millions of views on tiktok and this isn't something that's new in terms of it's a it's a weight loss intervention so i don't know if you've seen that they're called oz ozempic pens for weight loss i have not seen that. basically jabs for weight loss so they're not nothing new it's like skinny jab basically like skinny jab they're dosed differently um, but basically it signals the body to release insulin which helps move digested sugar from the blood into cells where it can be used for energy. What they basically do, layman's terms, is they suppress your appetite by um, by changing the amount of insulin that's released like from the pancreas and stuff, and it leads the feeling of being full. It also moves food around the digestive system a lot slower, so you're full for longer. Um, people like Jeremy Clarkson, Elon Musk have been having loads of them. They reckon the Kard- you remember that episode that you watched the Kardashians where she had to fit into that Marilyn Monroe dress? They reckon that she yeah. used them for that because she dropped like 10 pounds in three weeks. So the, the, the issue with them is, again, they were first brought in a while ago for people who had type 2 diabetes to obviously monitor insulin, monitor insulin and also to help people who are really obese to the point where, okay, you are on the verge of becoming diabetic because you're so overweight and having issues with diet and training and exercise and health in general. They are brought in for that purpose. But now we've got people, Jeremy Clarkson's been speaking about them this week. He said, um, what did he say? I can open the fridge where there's half a chicken and a juicy bottle of rosé and I I want neither. Um, He said, I never used to know what Kate Moss was on about when she said that nothing tastes as good as skinny feels, but I think on my new wonder drug, I soon will. That's all. Sorry, that is a really weird quote from Kate Moss. Nothing feels as good as skinny tastes. Yeah. Delete from history. But you've got people, and then Elon Musk is is attributing his his a lot of his weight loss to the drug, as well. It costs about two hundred pound per month, so it's not particularly expensive for those people who can afford it. Especially those people who have maybe been through weight loss journeys for a long time and they're like, "Fuck it, I've tried everything." So you've got people who are using these things and they're losing a lot of weight. People are losing up to like fifteen percent of the total body weight over a, over a year. Um, you can drop weight very very quickly. It's been approved by FDA and stuff. You can pick it up from private medical services. It's just like another one of those things of like, fuck, mate. You got they were designed for people with medical issues. Now, if you if you even start to put OP in TikTok, it's the first fucking thing that's being shared everywhere. And the other thing that you've got is people who are doing this is me before like fucking twelve weeks ago, and here's a comparison image of me after taking this Ozm pick pen. So. You've now got people creating body transformation images on fucking TikTok for a drug that was supposed to be used for people with type 2 diabetes. What is that going to do for people who are desperate to lose weight straight away? They're just going to go to using that. Also a massive issue, as you said, 
every everyday Joe public is obviously now using it. Elon Musk, I'm sorry, but surely just try some other things first, please. And he's not even like over overweight, is he? I, I, I don't even look at his, I'm not 100% sure. But do you know what this ends up doing as well? We end up having a generation of people who just give up. Weight loss can be hard and it could take like four or five months but it could take four or five months sustainably without jabbing yourself with an Osgamugapole pen. I don't know what you said. I didn't even acknowledge what it was called. The O-Pen. I just think it really stops us as a generation from doing things that are hard. Yeah. Push, push through an uncomfortable moment. And you will be better as a human being. Straight, straight away, we're not saying these aren't people with type 2 diabetes and those people who, I think there's like a BMI metric where people who are severely obese can use them because at the end of the day, is it going to save those people from dying? Well, then it's a great intervention. Is it going to cost uh, medical services less because this person then isn't or uh, falling and having diabetes because we know how expensive insulin can be and the treatments for obesity and how much that costs the NHS. So in that respect, it's a good intervention. For, for a very specific For absolute person. fuck nuggets who are then going on TikTok and using it as a weight loss transformation thing and promoting it to other people. God, it's They're just also probably getting paid. Very, who? People who are doing it as like ads on TikTok They're not doing it for ads. Paid. It's the, the, the pharmaceutical drugs. No one's, no pharmacies are paying <laughs> people to do the fucking ads. But, but I mean, but sorry, I was thinking it very, must be that. The very fucking problematic. And the other thing again is that it doesn't teach anyone anything about weight loss because just like when the lottery, just like whatever we spoke about Love Island at the start, it teaches you nothing in terms of hard work, dedication, the true value of getting from A to B. It just gets you there. The other thing is you can't stay on this drug forever. As soon as you come off the drug, your appetite levels will start to rise again. So what's going to happen in long-term studies is that people are going to lose all this weight, come off the drug, and then they're just going to put all the weight yeah, back on again. Be, hung be hungry. Be so hungry. And it's saying that people will put the weight... Uh, I listened to a doctor before who was speaking about it on YouTube who was saying people will start to put that weight back on if they're not careful. Just I've lot. just been looking it up as well. Uh, diabetic people now physically can't get a hold of it because so many influencers yeah. are, are peddling it. Yeah, yeah. There's a worldwide shortage of it. Yeah, that's, that's what I saw in the article as well. So it just shows how much it's being eaten up by social media and how much of a, an issue it is with people just being able to push it. Like, why isn't this stuff being picked up by the social media platforms that people are pushing pharmaceutical drugs on young, impressionable women mainly to lose weight? You, you, you really just think, in my head... How were these people brought up? Where are your morals? Where your morals fell out of your brain yeah. along the process of purchasing the pen? Like, it's actually wild to me that these people who are promoting it and using it just hit hit your steps. Do you know what? It might be a little bit harder to hit a few gym sessions or go for a run or maybe be in a calorie deficit for a bit. Yeah, it might be a bit fucking harder. Oh, no. Fucking hell. Death I got passionate about the pen because that frustrated me then that people who actually need it now can't access something that could essentially save their life because normal people who probably don't even need to lose weight are using it yeah. and that's frustrating also so frustrating. it's um patients taking the drug claim to have been left repulsed by their own favorite foods including coffee chocolate and fried chicken that's sad though why would you want to be repulsed by your favorite because people foods? want to lose weight so badly some people are just so god-driven bent on losing weight because what we've done, especially for women in society, is just really risen this unrealistic expectation of what women should actually look like, put on a fucking pedestal and, and changed everybody's 
reality and what was actually relatable to be something that's not. What's one of your favourite foods that you would be really sad if you started to be repulsed by it? <laughs> At the moment, I love Lotus Biscoff, you know, the crunchy one. Yeah, we go through oh. that far too quick, Ben. It's actually I ate so much of it the other day. It was stuck in my esophagus. Well, not my esophagus. <laughs> was, I could feel it stuck in my chest. I was sitting there, da- you know, when you're downing pints and pints of water because I just, I was like, F- I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to die from Lotus Biscoff. <laughs> That's what I felt. Okay, so you be repulsed by Lotus Biscoff. Do you know what I've been really having a lot of recently? Because they're in the cupboard, we've had them from Christmas. The um, little lint balls. Oh, I'm just popping them like it's, I don't even know, loving a lint ball. I just, every time I walk past the kitchen, I'm just like, oh, get my little, it's like the, um, it's actually the orange blossom lint ball. Yeah, if you've not tried, I also have one in my oats every day. So I would be really sad if I started to get repulsed by those. They're quite spicy calorie wise, those. I don't care, Carl. No, no, I, I just got, I got an Easter egg. At, no, like, they Easter, are. I went through like a handful of them. I was like, oh, it's 700 calories gone. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they are about, I think, 100 or 110 per ball. But they are delicious. Yeah, but with, with the pens, please, anyone who's watching, um, don't fucking try them. Don't be influenced. Um, obviously, the, it's just a, it's, a, it's a means to no end because you start something that you're going to get potentially addicted to because you get those results really quick. It's like any type of drug, I suppose. And then when you come off them, you're left in this feeling zone. I mean, I got it with steroids, using steroids in the past. Laxatives. Where, where I'd use steroids when the lad's holiday looked fucking phenomenal, looked like a saucy house, came back, Did I was okay. Know? Of course I did. I got Cal, pull up that picture of Ben on the screen of his lad's holiday. I look, Cal, there's no arguing that I didn't look great. No, you look great. You there look fucking very like, it's, it's okay sometimes to say I look good. But I, but I look good because of the pharmacy. I think you look better, way better now. Yeah, okay. I think it's made, sorry, I keep thinking I of the, now. I think of the picture where, I don't know who's taking it, but you're pouting and you look like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what you do. That's what you do. You've got that, fake I was thinking of the red shorts one. Oh, there's more. There's loads, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what you you idolised Barbie and Ken. That's what you, we basically went away with on holiday. And anyway, we, we took a load of drugs, looked jacked as fuck. But then at some point, you've got to come up, come off them. You shrink, look smaller, don't look as good. Strength goes down, and it's like, oh, I'm now left in this dilemma of I feel like physical shit and mentally shit because I've had this taken away from me. I also don't want to be seen by anyone at the moment because I look smaller and not as good as I used to. So for like my pivotal point of the year was like summer holidays going away look great the rest of the year look like shit feel like shit so it's either i i continue feeling that way all through the year or i just take more steroids and that's what makes me feel better so you get in this vicious cycle which is the exact same thing what's going to happen with these type of pens and weight loss things is that people are going to lose the weight feel good have to come off them and then it, it the cycle reverses and you actually don't know how to get there in the first place <sighs> sorry what carl's pulled the image up of me do you know why he does look a bit saucy on that it's yeah. not that one i'm thinking of carl the one so there on that on that helps. image, I I think what we would just like take it. Have anyone's called had Anavar before? We were just taking like way too much Anavar, like way too much because we used to go and buy it from the local gym where we just didn't have a clue what we were doing. Bought loads of van. Oh. I think at one point we were doing like four times the recommended high dose Do you of it. Know what? It's just not. A good I had just no idea what I was doing. But it's also. But a you live blessing. and learn. You live and learn. A blessing in disguise that we... Blessing in disguise because I, I literally had no libido on hold either. Yeah, so but I, <laughs> I also didn't know so, you at 17. I met you at, so, when you yeah. were 26. I couldn't have had sexual intercourse with my right hand. So I, don't, I, look, I wouldn't... looked great, but didn't function. <laughs> that is obviously... But no, I met blessing you when you were 26. So this yeah. was like a good nine yeah, I, years. I think it was what, 18, 19? Nine years later. Eight years later. Push it right back. 
Yeah. So today's to be fair, today, today's lesson: don't put anything in your body. Doesn't matter whether it's a pen or a sausage. <laughs> don't bang because it makes it very and I said to someone the other day someone said to me oh I'll ask a question you've got a really nice relationship where you share more of it on Instagram I was like oh I'll just go to the podcast yeah go to the podcast and listen to Ben talk about sausage rolls in, in where were they sausage rolls sausage rolls sausages and alleys oh sausages <laughs> so I thought it was sausage roll that's if it's wearing it. I'm not even going to go into it. Move away. Yeah, move Give on, us obviously. a new topic. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm literally sweating. That is next, <laughs> next week, we have a trio of podcasts. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So we were we, supposed to we say have, this at the we start. Haven't, we haven't had a guest on for a while, but next week, we've got three big guests in the bag. We are going to be live podcasting from live the new London. Gymshark store. We've been given exclusive access to do a couple of podcasts there on Regent Street. So the first, shall I say oh, who the no, guests are? No, no, okay, no. I'm not going to say who the guests are. One's a guy, one's a girl. That's all you but get. But we are, we are going to be at the Regent Street store if you want to come down and... Wednesday yeah, the we 25th. Are who, we are saying who the guests are because we're putting them on social, aren't we? Yeah, but I just, I think, I, I feel like you guys just need to listen who we've got on Kyle next week. Carl Executive no, let's keep it. Let's keep it a surprise. Okay. We've got two guests be, who are very excited. It'll about. be on socials. Yeah, it will yeah. be. Yeah, for sure. it'll be on Instagram and stuff. You can come down to the store. You can come and have a chat with us. Come and have a chat with them. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a great day. It'll be something different. We'll have a couple of guest episodes coming up. Yeah, we're aiming to be there around eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh, one o'clock, and then potentially, are we gonna? We'll be there until around. We'll probably be there in all till about four. Yeah, or five. we'll Go. be there all day, four till five. Are also, we? Are we? Also, mm-hmm. also. We are going to be, and this is going to be your opportunity to appear on the Not So Fit Club podcast. So if you're in the London area on the 25th of January, the third podcast that we're doing on the day is going to be an episode with our listeners or people who come in and join us on the day. So we have the opportunity to quickly jump on the podcast, ask us a question, and then we'll we'll answer it as well. Yeah, you can you can literally ask anything as well. Something you've always wanted to ask someone. Yeah. And I think, um, I, think you, I think you might be able to uh, watch the podcast kind of live. There's a big glass room. Yeah, we're gonna figure we're gonna figure that out. But anyway, come to, if you can come down, make it on the day. Come down and see us at the Regent Street store at Gymshark because we're gonna be live podcasting there, which is gonna be cool. Yeah. Also, if you've not even been to that store yet, like definitely go because it is super cool. It's more than just a shop. It's mm-hmm. more than just a store. I more had than just a store. Look at Lucy Davis on Gymshark. They're like she's on commission. Oh, you are. Hi. <laughs> I'm also a Gymshark athlete, so I do love the brand and respect the brand. Thank you very much. Um, I had no more no, questions. Done. I had no more questions, but I love this podcast today. We find these ones really interesting, but it's also great to hear from you guys what you want us to podcast about. Oh, God. Oh, I should have asked it before. Sake. Whether you prefer the dad bod or the, bod or the other bod, please comment one or two in the, in the YouTube comments if you're watching. Uh, because I'd be interested. That'll actually add to my YouTube video because I haven't finished Look editing you, yet. You're, so you're just doing just a lot, it, Just bang it in you? there. You really... Should, I should start plugging my YouTube videos nah. on the podcast if, as if well. If she starts doing that, Carl, can we cut that off? Thank you. I'm trying to like the tonight's video YouTube live at 7 p.m. Live at 7 p.m. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you subscribe while you're over there commenting about the dad bods on YouTube and subscribe to Apple and Spotify. Leave comments on Spotify because you can also do that. And we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Bye, guys. You can't add comments on Spotify. Oh, sorry, guys. (laughs) You can't add. Really? I thought that was a thing. Cal, you lied. That Cal said, I'm leaving. Cal, Bye. Cal said you could leave. Ben's gone. But guys, Cal said you could leave comments on the Spotify. 
Cal, you've just duped me there. And now I'm all on my own on the podcast self. So hope you enjoyed this episode, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.